0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick.
1: We're back, baby! It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws, cause they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher, along with Alexander Desopoulos and Nicholas Max Corita. If you do not like a DJ airhorn sound effect, that is so fine. Come talk to us on Instagram at the dot charity or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore playoffs. The playoffs are here, gentlemen. Nick is in his DJ mode now. Unfortunately. For a lot of our listeners the Chargers have been eliminated and what honestly I don't even think it's a hot take was the best game of the year
2: Chargers Raiders we haven't touched upon that by any team not just the Chargers or the Raiders any game in the NFL that was easily the craziest most wild game of the season
1: Yeah it's everything you want everything on the line winner go loser go
2: lose go loser goes home last Bro. regular season game too
1: Last regular season game. Great flex by the NFL. Sometimes they flex games and those games stank. Sometimes a lot of the times earlier in the year, the Sunday night games, is a snooze fest. There was a couple Monday night games that I'm like, I'm just going to go make yams in the kitchen and have the audio on. But this game lived up to the hype and we all love the chargers, not only because we're 1090 guys. First of all, shout out to 1090 Bill Hagen and the whole 1090 team. We're ESPN now. Uh, that's kind of sick. Um, so kudos to everybody who's involved. Um, but we love them for you, Nick, because you, you're a Chargers fan, and we want to see your team at least have a shot to succeed. And I think they will. I really think that Texans game with the COVID game was just a un- series of unfortunate events, Lemony Snicket style. So with that outlier, the Chargers played a lot of great games and fully healthy next year and a good draft, a solid draft with guys that can play right away. I'm talking Jordan Davis, pick number 17, Georgia, shore up that that run defense, which was a big issue. Um, I think they'll be right back in the mix. Um, Yeah. They
2: also have the second most cap space in the NFL too, when it comes to free agency. So if they go out and spend the money where they need to, then hopefully they get the adjustments done. Um, Personally, a lot of people are calling for Staley's head already, which I don't see that happening. He's only been the coach there for one season. You don't want to rid your rookie quarterback of his, of his brand new coach. You want to give him as much stability as possible and shout to Justin Herbert for throwing over 5,000 yards this season, which is, pretty amazing. Oh, God. Um, he, he set the franchise record for yards in a season. Um, and it was and, pretty, t- and pretty, touchdowns. And touchdowns. Pretty phenomenal in the second season. Only second behind Brady in yards this season. So pretty awesome for him. Shout out to him and his family. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one person I think needs to go in this organization, if I'm being completely honest, Tom Telesco, the GM. Whoa. Uh, he's, he's been a great evaluator of talent when it comes to drafting. But when it comes down to The personnel that he's had this year on defense and uh, not making the adjustments that he needed to via free agency or the trade deadline. Um, You know, he's had his time here and he's had a losing record his entire time. I think he's made two playoff appearances and uh, one, I think, one division title in his tenor as a Chargers GM. And it's just not cutting it. It's time. The chickens have come to roost. Let's get some fresh blood in there. And uh, let's get someone to get the right guys in
1: a oh, cock I didn't know you wanted blood Cockadoodle deal. You're going for someone's head. I mean, look, he's second most cast base. And that's what a rookie quarterback contract does. So it's disappointing about the Browns. Like they've wasted their rookie quarterback contract almost on Baker. And they haven't been able to get to that. That's how they've been able to go and get a lot of these guys and sign a lot of these guys to deals um it's what the Patriots can do now they don't have to pay Brady they were able to go out and make a lot of moves with Mac Jones's contract now in place because quarterback is the most expensive position and it gets to a point where you eventually like Herbert is going to command a 400 450 million dollar deal but before he gets to that point you know you have a winner in him so you got to strike now in this two-year gap two year three year gap before he gets that extension or the extension kicks in um, yeah and really cash in on that
2: no I mean you're you're, you're saying it perfectly I mean, literally these next two years are the time to win i mean there's not going to be a better window than these next two years right you get your your player who's coming in his third year you've got all of the guys on defense that are supposed to be stars and bosa and derwin james and kaiser white's finally showing up mm-hmm. and uh, chenny Wilson who's been playing some great ball but get some more stars in there spend that money and let's build a championship team hmm yeah yeah. yeah. Speaking well, of championship teams,
1: we're going to have one soon. Great segue, yeah. Nick. We usually have really mediocre segues on our show, but that was a good one. Um, Segway time. We got wild card weekend. Titans have a buy. That's kind of crazy. Packers who's been tossed his team from the jump. Nick and I have jumped on that bandwagon. They have a buy as well. First segment, we're going to do three AFC teams, three AFC matchups. Sorry, six teams total. Second segment, we're going to kick it to the NFC in between little cookies and cream for your Oreo. The the filling is going to be some head coach vacancies and firings and what have you. Cause who like, doesn't want to talk about Joe judge,
0: but like not a double stuffed Oreo though. No, We're no, like, no. we're not going to spend most of our time talking about Joe judges firing, especially after his third and eight QB sneak.
1: Yeah. Uh, line. If you don't get a double stuffed Oreo these days, kick rocks, it's double stuffed or bust. Especially- they shouldn't even,
0: they shouldn't even make the normal stuffed Oreo.
1: Suckers and losers. Just normal stuffed Oreo. Do
0: you guys like uh-oh
1: Oreos? <laughs> Ew, like vomit in my. I don't even know what that is. Don't
0: really, like, really. That's actually that's something you know I would, I would Be, pay uh, for. The cookie on the outside is vanilla flavored, and the cream is chocolate flavored.
2: Oh, interesting. That sounds like dog dookie. Yeah, yep. it's definitely it's
0: definitely not as good as the the classic traditional Oreo.
1: Yeah, lick your carpet if you want to taste what that tastes like. Um, But back to the playoffs, uh, AFC, a lot of great matchups, um, minus maybe the last one. I'm stoked about this raiders Bengals one. Uh, We have Bill's Patriots, the rubber match. This is going to Game 3 in Buffalo. And then we have Steelers, Big Ben's swan song. Every game he plays, like, all right, this is the last game for Big Ben. He goes into Arrowhead and what I presume is his last game, not to cheat the cheat the show, but we'll get into that one last. We'll start at the top, uh, and maybe the co- what could be the closest matchup between the Raiders and the Bengals. This Raiders team is a team we left for dead. Obviously, the Rugs uh, disaster, the Arnett fiasco, Nate Hobbs, who played on Sunday night, but he had a DUI, not to mention Gruden leaves. Richie B better be the head coach there next. He at least deserves one year one shot it'd be so disappointing if he leads these guys all the way to the playoffs writes the ship and they go get Jim Harbaugh because I don't think any of us are major Jim Harbaugh fans um versus the Bengals Chuck
2: yeah bro you got the Raiders who have not won a playoff game since 2002 against the Bengals who have not won a playoff game um, since i think 19 1990,
0: 1990. Nin- 1991 i saw i
2: saw uh... 1991 yep
0: I saw, I guess it was a meme um, that was like when the sorry, Bengals sorry, last.
2: The, the Raiders were two thousand three. is the two thousand two season.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, good, you're good. The last time that the Bengals won a playoff game, no one could text about it
2: because texting had
0: not been invented
1: yet. You know where you saw that meme? I think I posted that on our feed. At, there you at, go. At, at
0: underscore charity strip underscore. Yeah, it, I it's mean- all about Paul Blart ball segues dude that's what it's all about yeah basically
2: uh... (laughs) what i'm trying to say is that we're gonna see a playoff win drought ended here uh on saturday and the last time the raiders won they were in the super bowl they ended up losing but uh you know still
1: Mm -hmm. rich gannon was the quarterback remember rich gannon he like bounced around for a while then out of nowhere won the mvp
2: he's a commentator too
1: yeah i was against the the bucks when they had sap yep yeah They, they lost uh, to Gruden. Um, now, going to it, though. The in game. San Diego. In San Diego. I just love this Bengals offense too much. I think the offensive line has holes, but that being said, that's three-headed monster. Now, Higgins is dealing with an injury, so he could be a game-time call, and that's the first game on Saturday. Boyd, one of the most underrated receivers in football. I mean, he was the guy there before Jamar Chase and T. Higgins arrived. Uzoma's a great tight end. I think Jamar Chase, I have no problem. At least I'm going to say top eight receiver. Because once you get into the top five, then that it gets really tricky. Top eight receiver in the league already as a rookie. I have no problem with that. Uh, and then Higgins, you know, you would kind of lump him into the same category as Boyd, almost like his Clay Thompson S type player. Like if he was on another team, he'd be a clear cut number one. Like if he's on the Pats, Higgins is the number one receiver. Honestly, he's probably as good as Pittman on the Colts. And I love Pittman. He's probably that caliber of player. So you go a lot, you put Higgins on a lot of teams in the NFL, and he's the number one guy. He's a guy that a lot of people thought could go in the first round of last year's draft, and he slides to the second, which is a great pick for the Bengals, and they jump on it. Um, But in that game, I think the fairy tale for me of the Raiders ends, and I think Cincinnati, they showed me enough against Kansas City at home where they could at least take care of business at home in that first wild card weekend and, and, and get to the divisionals. I have that kind of faith because I just think that offense is going to be a lot for them. And the Raiders put up points. I just think it's too high octane and too high powered and they could drop again, comparing them to the warriors in, in two minutes, they can drop 14, 21 points. Like I, they, they really launch that ball and they run pretty well for how porous their offensive line could be at times.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think uh, it's a uh, time's up for the Raiders. They're going into Cincinnati, which is a tough place to play. Weather is supposed to be around 30 degrees in that game. Raiders are used to playing in warm weather in a dome. Um, so I, I definitely think that you know the rest that the Bengals gave their players this last week was well, well needed and well deserved, of course. And they're going to come out and I think they're going to win this game, um, pretty handedly, in my opinion. I, you think it's going to be close, but um, they've played some pretty, pretty good games against tough opponents this year and have taken care of business. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm with you there, Nick. I actually think that. They're going to win handily um, and cover the spread, which we can get into if if we'd like. But mm-hmm. the one thing I would look I would look at for the Bengals and what they need to do to to win this game is taking care of the ball. And most importantly, I'm I'm slightly worried. Joe Burrow plays a really really great game of football. His one kind of Achilles heel as a quarterback right now is sometimes he holds onto the ball a little too long in the pocket. Max Crosby gets after the quarterback. He's a top-tier pass rusher, Mm -hmm. and he has a hawk's gaze for the throwing hand of any QB, as we saw in in this last game, even on Herbert, who can sling it like the best of them. Um, That Bengals offensive line needs to protect their quarterback because if they give Joe time, He's gonna dice. He's gonna dice up the Raiders. But if they get pressure on him, I, I just he has to limit his his turnovers and he can't hold onto the ball and get a strip sack. That just can't happen because you can't give them multiple opportunities. Derek Carr is a good enough quarterback where he will at least keep them in the game. Um, and it, if they if they lose the turnover battle, talking about the Bengals here, then they could be playing from behind, which is something that they're they're definitely able to do because they can pass so well. Um, But they prefer, Zach Taylor and the rest of his team would prefer to be ahead, run the ball with Mixon um, as they've done all year and done quite well.
1: I'm going to give you a stat. This is a really convoluted number. It's not a stat that I read online. This is just my prediction right here. If Josh Jacobs runs for 20 yards or more, more than Mixon, and he goes over 70 yards. So if he goes over 70 yards and it's 20 more yards than Mixon or above, I think the Raiders win. It's a big if. It's a big if because he didn't run the ball exceptionally well in the first half and then he kind of broke a couple off towards the end of the game against the Chargers. Yeah. And I don't think he's I think he's good. I don't think he's spectacular. But I think if the Raiders can really outrush them and again keep the ball out of the hands of Burrow, control the clock and, and play like a possession brand of football with Waller and Renfro and then really run it down their throats with Jacobs. I think it's gonna be a tighter game than people think and they can maybe squeak it out. But I don't think yeah. I, I'm not think i not i am not thinking that's gonna happen.
2: I think with, you know, the trends of how the game works, I mean, if your guys are getting more carries, then it probably means you're up or that you're trying to control time possession. So that would make a lot of sense. Um, You just look at the comparison of weapons, though, right? And we talked about it from the beginning of the show. The Bengals just have so many weapons with Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, Uzama. Like, they're, they're really great. Uh, offensive team and they take care of the ball. Um, But you're right Toss. It's going to come down to Isaiah Prince. I think who is going to have to go up against Max Crosby, who had a field day against storm Norton on the chargers. Um, We'll see what happens there. I mean, keeping Joe, Joe Burrow, Juro, the churro, uh, healthy, Juro, uh, Juro the churro healthy um, is probably the biggest um, thing of this game. And that's really, it's going to come down to keeping them clean. Um, So I like the Bengals, Tosh, I like the Bengals, Josh,
1: Bengals. I'm in on the Bengals. We'll go to the Bills Patriots. I right. am a Patriots fan. I want to go with my heart, but you know, we're giving it to the people. I gotta go with my head. I, I I do think Buffalo beats us. And I think the second game is way more of an indicator, though. It's gonna be really cold in the first game. The first game we had a great game plan. Oh, yeah. We snuck one out. Harris had a big breakoff run, but outside we really no one really did anything. I think that this Bills team is just a bit ahead of us. We don't have enough to get into a shootout. When we get into a shootout with teams, we lose the shootout. Mac Jones is not there as a quarterback. He, we don't have the weapons receiving-wise. I like Kendrick Bourne if he's our third receiver or second receiver maybe. I love Henry and, and Johnu Smith, but it's like a poor man's Gronkowski and Hernandez, like not even close
2: to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, I I said at the beginning of the year or towards the middle of the year, the Pats are not a team that is going to be playing Come from come behind football. They're not a comeback team. If they get out to a lead early on and they protect it, that's a sp- style of play that they have. But they're not a team that's going to throw you back into the game. Mac Jones just isn't that guy yet. He's a rookie, and I don't even know if he'll ever become that guy. But uh, I, I do agree. I think the Bills are going to take care of business here. Um, it's a very cold game with a low of four degrees in Buffalo. Um, you know the series is one and one this year, and I was really high on the Bills to start the season, and I'm going to continue to ride them. Um, throughout these playoffs, I think they take care of business here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna join the boys. It's uh, three picks for the Buffalo Bills out of the charity stripe. I just think it's become quite evident over the last four games that if you force the Pats to throw, if you force Mac Jones to beat you, it gives you a much better chance at this point in his career. And a lot of that is a testament to the weapons, like you mentioned, Josh. Oh, and I think... And I think that the Bills, they learn from their first game. They're going to be comfortable stacking the box and letting Jones make those throws. And I think that he can he can make the throws. He can do it. It's just, unfortunately, a lot of their decent playmakers, the Bills' defense is not what it has been the past two years, but some of their decent playmakers are in the defensive backfield and can make a couple plays that could swing the tide of the game. Singletary? give some credit to that guy. He's been running pretty well lately. Um, and, and we've kind of been pooing their, their rushing attack outside of Josh Allen for the entirety of the season. No, but I actually, I actually do think that they have some, some options. They're not incredibly reliant uh, upon Stefan Diggs. guys like Gabriel Davis have stepped up. Obviously Dawson Knox has had a good year as well. Isaiah McKenzie is, is a great kind of open the floodgate speed guy that you can, you can run some gadget plays with him. Um, I just think that their offense is clicking right now. And a lot of a lot of playoff football has to do with momentum and the momentum swings to the Bills favor and it's a home game. So yep. lose losing against the Dolphins was tough for the Pats. They needed that. They needed the Bills to lose yeah. against the Jets. It it didn't happen. And and now they're playing in Buffalo. Um yep. and I and that's why we all picked the Bills and, and for the other reasons you guys mentioned.
2: Three on yeah. the Bengals, three on the Bills, one more AFC game left. The Sunday night game, Steelers going to arrowhead against the Chiefs. Yeah. I think we're all gonna be agreement in this one as well. The Steelers like, got well. in, I said, agreement. We're going to be in yeah, agreement
1: No, here. because I felt like Toss was, I see his wheels turning, like wanting to pick the Steelers. And I no, know, please. yes, that's please. what I'm
0: saying. Hey, I picked the Georgia Bulldogs and they won.
1: That's different. That's like a game. Like they were favored to win. The oh, now won. we pull out that they were
2: the favored Steelers to win. The Steelers were not supposed to make this make in this game. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just be honest. They, they got lucky that they got in. The game should have ended in a tie on Sunday night and they should have gotten the chargers should have been playing against the bills and the chiefs
0: should have been playing against. I don't mind. I don't mind the cover though by the Steelers. I'm going to be completely honest. It's a, it's huge spread and their defense is really good and has been keeping them in almost every single game for the last seven weeks, if not the entire season, despite big Ben's play. But yeah, I, I agree. Let's, let's put the nail in the coffin of uh big ben's career unfortunately
1: <laughs> yeah talk about chickens coming through nick let's get into the lines real quick um because i I want to give pushback on that i i think that i think the line is 12 and a half and nick will confirm uh i'm going with she's blasting them i really think they just do
2: yeah the line is 12 and a half um Two i would touchdown. go with that as well i would think that they just want to get it over with quickly right Mahomes probably gonna throw for three touchdowns in the first half, and mm. they'll just kind of put the nail in the coffin pretty early in the third quarter, if I had to guess. Uh so I would take that one as well. Um the line oh, oh, oh for- hold on,
0: they're not that bad though. Like their defense is actually really good. They have TJ Watt, the defensive player of the year. They also have Mikha Fitzpatrick and a plethora of other good defensive players. Like I it's not that Mahomes just can will three touchdowns, not this year's Mahomes. He's had some really good games, but their defense is what's going to win them this game. Frank he's Clark. Yeah. Get, the
1: defense is going to crush them. Dude, Big Ben threw some Dukes out there, dude. Like a lot of ducks. Knock, he threw some balls that were ugly. Like ugly.
2: 12,
0: 12 and a half points. is a lot of points. That's their all saving,
2: Their saving grace will be if Najee Harris can stay healthy and have a good game. Yeah. And he's a geek. He could be a
1: game time call. I think he'll play obviously, but yep. he's, he's going in and
2: The other two lines, we have the Raiders at, uh, uh, or sorry, the Bengals at minus five and a half. Um, I like that line. Toss and I were both saying that they're going to handily win this game. I think, Josh, you might be on the opposite side here.
1: Um, I I, I like that it's a touchdown. If it was over a touchdown, then I would, I would go I would go Las Vegas. But under a touchdown, I, I could see them winning by six plus. Like I, yep. I, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: And then, of course, the Bills are minus four against the Patriots, which I would also take. So I'm taking all the favorites here.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean I
1: think I think we're going to I'm hoping we can play him tonight cuz I think Jones is there but uh, he's not there yet. So like you know, sorry, he's not to where he needs to be to really take them to the next level. Um but I, I disagree with you. I think the Bills are toast Malone after this. Uh but we'll get into that obviously. We get into the divisionals bar and they win. Um so we got Bengals. We got all the favorites winning. We've all the favorites covering. Those are our picks right there. Um, And we're going to get some head coaching stuff to start the next segment. Uh, But, yeah, we are the Charity Stripe. We'll be back for segment number two. Hit your free throws. I'm Joshua Fisher. That was Alexander Desopoulos and Nicholas Snacks-Kreider.
0: We will be right back with the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the story of the one.